Since 2014, Four Sons Brewing has been creating authentic craft beers, unique seltzers, and family-friendly locations throughout Huntington Beach. They are a pillar of our community, and we hope they become a staple in your home. Find them in Costco, Total Wine and Spirits, or online at foursonsbrewing.com and by visiting one of their three locations. Make sure to tell them Ashley at What's Your Position sent you. Stay safe, stay kind, stay sexy, and cheers. What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Live from Four Sons Brewery in Huntington Beach, California, this is What's Your Position. On today's show, we talk about ADHD and sex with guest husband Kevin Weller and intern Lily. Hey, how many ADHD podcasters does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hey, let's go to the beach. And now your host, (laughs) Ashley Weller. Welcome, fellow humans, to our first episode and first quickie of 2023. We are so glad to be here at Four Sons. We are so glad to be joined by husband Kevin Weller, handsomest husband of them all, and our brand new baby intern, Lil Turn. Lil, I'm gonna say it like a lil, like Lil Turn, like mm. Lil Lil Turn, <laughs> like uh, my rapper name, like a rapper name. Right? I love it, right? Yeah. It's great, it's gangsta. <laughs> uh, we have been searching for an intern for months. We've been talking about how badly we need somebody to help us write down the funny shit I say because I'm fucking hilarious, uh, and also to help us get clips and help us keep track of things and help us set up and fetch us beverages. Uh, and along came. And then along came Lily. <laughs> along came Lillian, and uh, she wanted to join our, our ranks. She was on an episode in season two and loved us so much that she decided to now be our slave. Thanks. You're welcome. I like being here. <laughs> little turn. You sound like you got a little turnt. I did. This weekend. I did, indeed. It is New Year's weekend. Yeah. Uh, so did you have fun? I had so much fun. It sounds like you had yeah. way too much fun. I may have. A yeah. Bit. We went to a, a little open bar in a Marriott and I uh, might have been screaming a little bit too much. Open bar, dude. That's the way to do it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Open bar. Uh, What what do you got? You got got Schlitz's? I'll take whatever's free. Whatever's free. Whatever's free. (laughs) Name that movie. Super Super Troopers. troopers. (laughs) I couldn't even get it. I don't know. You, you can't guess. You're the one quoting the movie with her. She was asking me. Well, nobody was answering, so I was I like, "I to turn my mic on." And I know she, I knew she wouldn't know it because <laughs> it was probably made like 20 years ago. Well, I would imagine, and she probably was yeah. too. Probably, I, I was. Yeah, yeah was 20 yeah. years accurate, ago, I was too. Accurate yeah. age. You yeah. would not have. You should probably see Super Troopers. Just FYI. Okay. Because we quoted a lot. Have oh, you seen shit. Beer Fest? No. Well, if she hasn't seen Super Trooper, she hasn't. Do you think well, Beer she Fest is been, more popular? She would have been, well, yeah, but mainstream-wise. But she mm. probably would have been 12 <laughs> when Beer Fest. Well, maybe. Eight. No, maybe. This is what happens when you do an ADHD podcast. We start talking about things that have nothing to do with <laughs> what we were talking about in the first place. Yeah. I just wanted to introduce our intern, Lil Turn. Um, and thank you very much for, for going on this journey with us. Um, Absolutely. Also, shout out to Four Sons. Thank you, Four Sons. 
None of them are here. Um, none of them are here at all. They're all on a vacation in a winery. They're in a winery in Santa Rosa, and their Airbnb look. No, no, bro. Their Airbnb is the entire fucking winery. Well, I mean, Whoa. are they like fifteen rooms? How That's many, so cool. How many states are they in now? I don't know the answer to that question. But they're all over California. All over California, Colorado, Tennessee. I want to say Arizona. I want to say they're kind of a big deal. They are. They're in Costco, wow. Total Wine. They're pretty big. They so have three locations in Huntington Beach. Uh, one here, the one that we're at, the, the OG brewery off of Gothard and Ellis. Um, it's got a barrel room that you can rent out. This is where it all started for them. Um, they also have a restaurant called HB Hot Chicken, which is at Bellaterra um, off of Beach in the 405. They serve beer. They serve really delicious food. They have trivia. Um, and then they also have a location on Main Street. Um, I think it's on the corner of Orange and Main, uh, right across, right next to Sushi on Fire, uh, or across from Sushi on Fire. Um, so hit them up. They have breakfast there um, on Sundays. They do a it's lot of really stuff. cool events. It's great. They're delicious. I'm. What are you drinking, Robert Main Airplane? What do you got? I don't know. You told tell me. You got it for me. <laughs> it's the boysenberry vanilla seltzer. It's their mm. new seltzer. I've got their old, the best seltzer, in my opinion, the blue Raz I like that color. seltzer. It's I know. really pretty. Is that I like this it's orange. Violet. It's a really pretty purple. color. Yeah. It's violet, violet. Everything's turning violet, Violet. What do you have? I have a, what was it? Sour K. Mm -hmm. It's a sour. It's really good. Mine's Jesus, you did find your perfect intern. She loves sours. I hate <laughs> sours. Yeah. Yeah. My color is kind of like a combination of the both of yours. It's yeah. true. A little bit. I nice. just noticed that. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm fucking drinking water. And then the <laughs> yes. a little bit of this to dilute it. <laughs> Boring. Boring. That's all right. Um, this episode is brought to you by two listeners. Uh, Francis or Frey and Kim G just want to give them a shout out because both of them within about a 30 day time span of one another, they don't know one another. One of them's from God damn it. I'm so sorry if I'm wrong, Frey, New Zealand. I'm almost positive. Um, and Kim, I don't know where she's from, but uh, they both requested a quickie about ADHD and sex. And I had never really thought that it needed a conversation I have ADHD, by the way. You do. <laughs> and when she brought this up, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. But I have a feeling I'm going to be enlightened because there's probably things that I've not thought about, realized, right. connected. Right. I, I wanted you specifically to be here for this episode because I kind of want to get the opinion of someone with ADHD um, who has sex. Mm -hmm. And right. I, wait, you have sex? He yeah. does. Oh, my God. Yeah, he both. Not with her, though. No. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Other people. <laughs> Not with me. Um, I can't. Uh, so I wanted to kind of get an idea of if you find any of this information to be useful or if you feel like it applies to you. But clearly, this is something people... I have not had two listeners ask me for the same episode ever. I have people asking me for episodes on disability and sex, which we're going to do, by the way. I've had people asking me for OnlyFans, which we already have two more OnlyFans lined up. Um, it. It's so exciting. Um, and I have never had somebody ask me for two things, ADHD and sex, both people. So here we go. Uh, let's see if we can all learn something. Do you have ADHD? No. Okay. Do you? I'm not diagnosed, but I definitely have it. <laughs> yeah. I was diagnosed definitely. at like definitely. three okay. or four. 
my mom's like, wow, this fucking kid. So <laughs> the average diagnosis for ADHD is actually seven, which okay. makes sense because that's like the age that you are when you are in school full time. Mm -hmm. And when an educator can maybe step back and say, something's a little off. Like they, I got to the, I got to the second grade or got to the third grade and the first day I showed up to school and they're like, no, you're going back to the second grade, buddy. Really? Yeah. They just sent you back down? Yeah, That's it was like it was like the first day of school and I was like That's so embarrassing. This, this isn't this isn't my class and they're all no. You're going Nobody back to fucking grade. told you? Well, one of the big reasons also was I broke my my writing hand in second grade and so I had a cast on for 8 weeks. So in that part of I guess writing I did miss that. Mm. I couldn't write. I couldn't follow along with the class. Oh. So I, I guess, I don't know when it was decided, but I was like, cool. My parents were like, you didn't want to like give us a heads up before. Your parents didn't make the choice. The school made the choice. Yeah, the school made the choice. I mean, maybe they did. I don't know. This, I mean, they may have just wow. been around the school and they were like, yeah, no, you're dumb. You got to. Fucked that's up. Okay. That's, that's okay. Up. So let me ask you a question, which I know the answer to, but the world doesn't. Um, how old were you when you started ADHD medication? I actually don't know, but I'm sure my mom told you. She did. What, how old? Four. Yeah. Um, which personally, I feel like is maybe a little too young to start a, an amphetamine. The thing that you guys don't understand is you didn't see me. Like I tell people, <laughs> did it help? I did. I tell people that I was a shitty kid, and it was that's a fucking understatement. I put my parents through like hell. But you were on medication, so obviously, did the medication help? It did. When I when I took it, it helped. Okay. But of course, of course, there's like side effects. I was always like a super skinny kid as it was growing up. Yeah. So then taking an amphetamine that killed your appetite, it didn't help. So I didn't want to take it. Could you tell the difference in your concentration when you took it? Oh, yeah. I did great in school when I was on it. But I didn't have social skills. I was very, like, focused. And I wanted to do not social things. But when I didn't take it, I was very social. It's actually very interesting that you say that, that we're going to actually get in... We're actually going to get into that. So today I've, I've got this broken down into three sections. So we're going to talk about what ADHD is and how it's different among genders. And then we're going to talk about how ADHD can affect romantic relationships, not just sexually, but like in the actual fucking relation, in the minutia of the day to day. Okay. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about how ADHD can affect your sex life and not necessarily within a relationship, but in a relationship and also as a single person, what ADHD and sex have to do with one another. So as I said, the average ADHD diagnosis is about age seven, but symptoms of ADHD typically begin in ages three to six years old. Mm -hmm. And that's when parents begin to notice it. But typically parents are like, eh, I'm just going to go ahead and just stick you in school and see if it helps. Like, we're going to just go ahead and give you something else to focus on. And then the teachers are like, hi, your kid's a shitbag. You're going to need to go ahead and fucking do something yep, about this. Um, males are almost three times more likely than females to be diagnosed with ADHD. Do we have guesses as to why? Because boys are bigger assholes than girls? Kind of. I feel like it's just because... I'm so sorry. You may not be allowed to speak anymore. I'm I might turn your mic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're fine. Um, I think it's like just because girls have always grown up with like a tendency to be quieter and just kind of be in yourself where boys are more active and they do more things. That is absolutely fucking 
accurate, actually. Wow. Yeah. Did I so learn something? You nailed it on the head. So because <laughs> nice. there are gender differences in ADHD, the symptoms are actually displayed between boys and girls differently, which causes parents and teachers alike to not necessarily recognize the, in, the issues that girls are having versus boys. So with boys... Their behaviors in ADHD can look like impulsivity or acting out, yep. hyperactivity, such as always needing to run, jump, hey. move, go, be, do, lack of focus, so inattentiveness, inability to focus on one task at a time. But ADHD in girls is easy to overlook because the symptoms are not as obvious in boys because they tend to always be told, be good, be quiet, be still, you be a good girl. So they tamp their symptoms down okay. more than boys do. So you may notice ADHD in young girls through the following symptoms, being withdrawn, low self-esteem and anxiety, impairment in attention that can lead to academic uh, difficulty with academic achievement, inattentiveness or a tendency to daydream. So when little girls are just like, da, 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 like off in their own little world. Yep. We actually think that the number of individuals with ADHD is extremely underdiagnosed. So the really? CD, oh yeah. I thought it would be the other way around. No, God, no. So the American Psychiatric Association says that 5% of American children have ADHD. But the Centers for Disease Control said that this is a gross underestimate. And they put the number closer to 15% of American children. Okay. And they say that ages 14 through 17, the instance of ADHD has increased 42% between 2003 and 2011. Holy and there crap. can be a lot of reasons that this has jumped so high, right? So why would a diagnosis of something that we've known is apparent in people for decades, why did that jump between 2003 and 2011? One thing can be more attention paid to the diagnosis itself, mm -hmm. but a really big reason is because a lot of adults were going and getting help and treatment for ADHD as adults. And so they were saying, hey, we're actually not diagnosing these people as children. They're coming to us later in life, 18, 19, 22, 24 years old, mm -hmm. realizing they can't get through college, realizing they can't get through a job, yeah. they can't hold on to relationships, and discovering that they've actually had ADHD since childhood, and it was just never treated. Well, I, you know, even though I was diagnosed at a very early age, I never told anybody about it. <clears throat> I tried, I thought it was, I was very ashamed. I was very like, um, well, because you were diagnosed tell. in the 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get fucked. By the way, everybody, Ashley is actually older than me. So Suck it. Why would you tell people that? <laughs> You're actually older than me. so By I, how much, sir? Grandma. How much? <clears throat> how many days? Three weeks. 21 <laughs> days. I'm 21 days older than oh, you. Still my old lady. Oh, my God. But they actually, um, they say that a lot of the, the difficulty in diagnosing children is uh, access to mental health care for young children. Yeah. And the... Um, uh, the stigma that surrounds putting kids on medication. So mm -hmm. a lot of people, myself included, I kind of think it's a little shitty to put a child on a stimulant when I, their brain has not fully developed. Hear I, me out. I will, I will say this. I barely, I barely got through school. Through middle school, through high school especially, barely. I barely graduated high school. I graduated college with my undergraduate with a 3.7. 
So I would have definitely not made it through high school if it wasn't for any ADH medication. Man. The difference is you learn coping mechanisms as you get older. And you also realize that without it, you might like yourself better as far as your be- ability to just be yourself. Mm-hmm. But I was fucked at work. I was fucked in school if I didn't take it because I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't get those normal little tasks done. I guess my biggest issue with putting a child on an addictive substance is their brain hasn't fully formed yet. And individuals with ADHD are four times more likely to have a comorbid substance abuse disorder than any other mental health diagnosis. Me. Right. (laughs) And my brain immediately says, what is the cause and effect? Right? So do individuals with ADHD develop substance use disorder because they're on an addictive stimulant when they're a child? I have, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Or it was rooted deep inside of me from an early, early age. Do people who have ADHD also have a propensity in their brain to have a substance abuse disorder with or without the medication? Yeah, definitely. I think it was because I had a propensity for addictive substances. Impulsive behaviors. Yes. Which is a hallmark of an ADHD. Yeah. And I realized it in myself very, very young, very, very early that I liked alcohol a lot. Yeah. Way more than normal people. Way more than (laughs) my friends did. Like a lot, a lot. And it had nothing to do. I I don't know. I, I I never actually liked the feeling of being on stimulants. Although... If you've done <laughs> any illegal methamphetamines, right, they are much different in feeling. Are they than doing Ritalin or? Here's my dumbass. They feel right. Very well, different. I, well, here's my science brain that says the name of Adderall, the the chemical name is methylphenidate. Yeah, it's meth. Mm-hmm. When people come into my office at my job and they give us a urine sample so that we can tell like what drugs they're on so Mm -hmm. that we don't put them into a study and give them a fucking heart attack. If you take Adderall, Vyvanse, um, not Concerta because that doesn't have the same properties, but Ritalin, Adderall or Vyvanse, you will come back positive for meth and amphetamine. Both. I actually, if so I've, I've taken both. amphetamines that were illegal what (laughs) and been on ritalin adderall and concerta they don't feel anything alike so illegal substances because all the things we're learning yeah you you when you do speed it feels great shut up yeah (laughs) don't tell my audience that but disclaimer speed is bad don't do it but if i take ritalin (laughs) or adderall because it's a different dosage you're not i mean i'm sure if people are you microdosing speed when you do Adderall? It's like well, I think CBD so. I think, versus THC. Yeah, I think if you, uh, if you popped... That's interesting. I, I'm sure if I'm you popped... Yeah. Like, if you, you feel stuff from up, CBD, but THC... Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sure if you ground up three Adderalls and fucking snorted them, I don't know if you can even do that. Don't do it, kids. But <laughs> I'm sure you'd probably get the same effect as if you did a line of speed. Okay. But that's true. all that I'm trying to say is that they, they don't, don't feel the same. I would... I, I know there's probably people out there that have been addicted to Ritalin, Adderall, oh, fuck Concerta, yeah. whatever. I never felt that when I took them. All I felt was, okay, I can, stu- I can, I can concentrate. I can do my studies. I can like focus on whatever I need to get done. I'm very task-oriented. When I don't take it, I'm not. 
but I never felt that like, ooh, I want to do it to get high. I've also heard that people who don't have ADHD, when they take Adderall or Ritalin, it actually turns them into somebody who can't pay attention. They actually feel like they're on speed. Whereas someone who has ADHD, who takes Adderall it or Ritalin, calms it calms them down. Yeah, it, it has a very calming effect. It right. has a very like, okay, I'm focused, I'm centered. What's the task at hand? Is that why coffee makes me sleepy sometimes? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Strong cup. I'm like, God, I'd go for a nap right now. Yeah. (laughs) I'd really go for a fucking nap. Sometimes I feel that way too. I know, right? (laughs) Stimulants. Uh, So the DSM requires clear evidence in order to diagnose a person with ADHD, regardless of age, that the symptoms interfere or reduce their quality or functioning of life and social adaptation. So for ADHD, a lot of issues such as... um, Cognitive dynamicism, uh, a lot of energy, divergent thinking, hyperfocus, nonconformism. Um, a lot of in, uh, individuals with ADHD feel like their professional and school lives are impaired, um, their social lives are impaired, but it's difficult for children to verbalize, hey, I don't really feel like I'm doing well in school, or I don't feel like I'm nice to my friends. Another symptom of ADHD is bullying. Verbal aggression, teasing, taunting, name-calling, pushing people to over their limit, um, impulsive behaviors, um, obviously hyperactivity. Um, it's these inattentiveness, the inability to remember, forgetfulness, um, also hyper-focus, like focusing on one specific thing and the inability to not multitask, but the inability to focus on more than one thing at a time. And then Mm -hmm. super, super heightened frustration when anyone interrupts the one thing that you're doing because now you're distracted and you can't go back to that. Does that sound familiar? It's you. you. It's you. (laughs) I know, that's why I said It's you. (laughs) I have a question. Yes. So how do you differentiate if normal, like not normal, but like a a four-year-old without ADHD or hasn't been diagnosed from a four-year-old with it just kind of going off of like, well, all boys at four years old are Our super. And yeah, exactly. So how do you how do you differentiate that as a parent? I don't know. I remember they took me in. I saw like a psychiatrist, psychologist, something like that, and they they ran a bunch of tests. They had me doing, and and I don't know. I I was so long ago, but I remember doing tests, and I think they were they were. It's, I think it's a scale mm-hmm. where they ha- ask these certain questions and depending on where you land on that scale. Yep. Now, to your point, if it's just a normal parent that doesn't have this test. Or the access you, to this test. Right. How, right. How, do you, how do you approach that? That would probably be something that you'd have to probably look up online and say, okay, well, what are the signs that I need to look for to, to figure out if little Johnny and little Billy, four years old, yeah. which one has... I think that's why the APA says symptoms show up at age four, but diagnosis doesn't happen until age seven. Right. Because, sure, they're having these symptoms of inattentiveness or ener- energy that's excessive, excessive, or because that's the other thing, too, is like, why would you say that a four year old shouldn't be excessively like energized like so what if they want to go out let them go outside Jesus let your kid go play why would you want your kid sitting in front of a fucking television all day go climb a fucking tree Billy like (laughs) and do it for the girls too. get out there go ride your bike I mean I think probably what would be different between like a young child and somebody with a a young child with ADHD is like maybe your friends go say hey let's go play basketball and for me I'd be like okay and I take a couple shots and then I go kick a soccer ball and then I go jump on my skateboard Okay. And then I'd go ride my bike all within the, the like 10 minute 
spam (laughs) where my friends are like shooting hoops and like oh this is so much fun and then like i'm down the street on my bmx bike like jumping off curbs (laughs) and they're like dude are you gonna play or you were just you're not on the team okay well okay later weller (laughs) (laughs) adhd has also been known to uh, associate and affect uh, relationships both interpersonal in your family and in a peer context Uh, less stability in friendships and romantic relationships and less satisfaction within partners were found in young adults with adhd Likewise, other studies found impaired qualities of romantic relationships and maladaptive coping strategies. In fact, a study done by a giant uh, scientific journal in Great Britain found that individuals with ADHD have a higher instance of divorce, intimate partner violence, verbal violence, and victims of sexual assault, which is fascinating that this all... so, So... To get to the point of this entire episode, which is ADHD and sex, I have for you a statistic of the day. It's on fucking point. It's the stat of the day. It's the stat of the day. We're going to do this stat and then we're going to take a quick break. Research suggests a specific percentage of men and women with ADHD will experience sexual problems. What is this percentage? Research suggests this percentage of men and women with ADHD will experience sexual problems at some point in their life. What is the percent? Mm. Ooh, Lil Turn, you get to go first. That's fucking <laughs> oh broad. Um, that is, yeah. It's a fun one. And I feel like there hasn't been a lot of research. There on has it. not. So I feel like okay, I'm gonna go with a lowball number. Okay, I'm gonna say twenty-seven percent. Twenty-seven percent. Okay. You say a sexual problem sometime sexual in their life. Sexual problems. What that could be? Uh, it up anything. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. That could encompass so many things. I'm gonna say seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent. Okay. And Robert Main Airplane. I already know what you're gonna say, so you don't even need to say it. You can if you want to, <laughs> but go ahead. Oh, you, you think I'm... You and think? I know what you do. Yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Interesting. Go ahead. Because I'm not doing that. No, you're not. That's <laughs> because <laughs> no. I said it. <laughs> I have no clue what you're going to talk about. I know what he's talking about. I'm going to go 96. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Percent. <laughs> Instead of 69. What a bummer. Oh, my God. All right. So we I got 27%. Okay. Oh, is that what you guys are... T- oh, 75 wow, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, didn't oh, think yeah, <laughs> I was just throwing a number out there. It's weird. All right, so that is the stat of the day. So some sort of sexual problem in men and women with ADHD. When we come back from this break that we are about to take, we are going to begin discussing relationships and ADHD. So how does ADHD affect um, our romantic relationships? And a lot of what I'm going to talk about can be translated over into friendships and uh, co-workers and maybe even familial relationships. But mm. when I talk about it, my, uh, my, my, main, my main point is... I hate Spotify. Sorry, guys. My main point... Uh, is going to be romantic relationships and ADHD. So we're going to go get another beer from Four Sons, whom we love dearly. Hey, do a plug real quick. So Four Sons um, Brewing in Huntington Beach, family-owned, family-operated uh, for the last nine years. I think they just celebrated their nine-year anniversary. Great family. 
amazing family. They live in Huntington Beach, born and raised in Huntington Beach. Their entire business uh, started and lives in Huntington Beach, and they expanded out across the country. Um, they're just really fucking nice and human beings. nice enough to let us use their... They oh. are, yeah. I, I messaged Devin on Instagram and said, hey, can we come do a podcast? Within two minutes, he was like, absolutely, no problem. Like... Yep. Yeah, and they're just the kindest family, and their beer is delicious. So, cheers so to Four out, Sons. So, go out and grab a six pack, 12 pack, or something. Keg. Keg. A pint at your local spot. Yep. And, uh, and we love try them. them out if you haven't. If, yeah, absolutely. Maybe we should do a giveaway with them one of these days. Am I That's allowed to mail open. beer? <clears throat> I don't. I. Hmm. Well, let's just not let's just not tell, let's just not tell anybody, okay? No. <laughs> yeah. But the U.S. Postal Service has these great boxes that, as long as you put stuff yeah. in it, yay! As Who long as the box, I'm not maybe. saying I've done Fragile. it, but I've definitely done it. Maybe decorative we'll, bottle. Maybe we'll do a uh, four oh. sons giveaway oh. for this episode. Oh. California, it's allowed. Hey. All right, there you go. This right. is why I'm here. This is why you're here. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> know the drill. You're making out. You start feeling your way downtown. One of you wants to make a move to Cunnilingusville, but you don't have protection. Dental dams are hard to use, hard to come by, and condoms taste like, well, condoms. Hundreds of millions of people worldwide have STIs that can be transmitted via oral sex. So let me introduce you to Laurels, a first-of-its-kind product that provides protection, sexy style, and comfort. And it tastes like vanilla. Laurels for protection are FDA approved for STI protection during oral-based activities. And laurels for pleasure are the perfect cross between sexy lingerie and kinky toys. These thin and incredibly stretchy single-use silky latex undies are worn during fingering, rimming, oral sex, tribbing, and more. Head over to mylaurels.com to get your four-pack today. Be sure to use my code for a discount at checkout. What's your position podcast? All one word. And remember, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy with laurels. Ever waddle to the bathroom after sex? Towel between your legs? Desperately trying to keep the freshly delivered load from dripping down your leg and onto your hardwood? Well, worry no more. Awkward Essentials introduces the drip stick, or as I like to call it, the cum sponge. This medical grade sponge sucks up jizz before it sneaks onto your sheets. Visit awkwardessentials.com today and use my code WYP for a 10% discount. They offer numerous products for all types of fun fluids. Keep your shorts semen-free and use my code today. That's WYP and save 10%. Awkward Essentials, making bodily fluids less awkward.
Welcome back, fellow humans, to a quickie. All about ADHD and sex. I love Kid Cudi. Thanks for loving him and making me love him even yeah. more. Yeah, he is one of my favorite artists. He's definitely in my top ten. Yeah. For sure. I'll put him in my top, top five. Yeah, for you, for sure. But I love him. Do you love? Do you like Kid Cudi? Uh-oh. I don't it's know. Okay. I haven't heard this song Ooh, before. Really? Yeah. All right. This is a new one for me. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Glad we're exposing you. Is, though, right? Sounds really familiar. I think I've definitely heard because I play something. it in class. He, oh see, yeah. He came on. He came onto the scene. I think in 08. Yep. Okay. With uh, so you would have been eight. Yeah. <laughs> oh so. my god! Ow. Robert, that we're hurts my aging, heart. <laughs> we're just aging the fuck out of ourselves here, relative. But that's good. We need youth on this show. Yeah, it's, get it up. Good, get up in yeah. here. A new perspective. Yeah. Get up in here. Uh, so we're talking about ADHD and sex. Right now we're going to talk about how ADHD can affect relationships. So our brains are wired to be social. We are social creatures. We are supposed to be in friendships. We are supposed to have uh, community. We're supposed to have people who we trust, people who we love. Um, and our neurotransmitters are are pre-programmed to allow other human beings to come into our world and change us and formulate new ways of us thinking and acting and being. But somebody with ADHD actually has more difficulty formulating lasting relationships because their focus shifts so rapidly from (laughs) idea and thought to thought. And it can cause difficulty with them maintaining long-term relationships. So especially during the start of relationships, during the beginnings of relationships, it can feel very much for people um, who don't have ADHD that this person is love bombing them, um, giving them all of their attention and all of their focus. And then they feel like, oh, wow, this person really fucking likes me. And then all of a sudden they're gone. (laughs) They're on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And it, feels like they've been ghosted when in actuality what's happening is just an ADHD person's brain is focusing from one thing to the next. And it's not that they aren't focused on you or don't like you. It's they still do. They think you're along for their ride and they're just moving on to the next thing that interests them. And you should just grab their hand and go Mm -hmm. like, hold Mm -hmm. on, like let them take you on this adventurous, exciting ride with you. Don't take everything so personally. So a lot of times people who are in relationships with somebody with ADHD can do what we've talked about on this show before, which is to go against the four agreements. Don't take things personally. They aren't being impeccable with their word. They're not communicating. So uh, there is a lot of onus on the person in the relationship who does not have ADHD in maintaining a sense of patience and communication. But it also is on the person with ADHD to communicate that they have ADHD. It would kind of be like if somebody had bipolar disorder and didn't disclose that to a long-term partner. When did we have that conversation? Immediately. You told me that you had ADHD within the first like month of us dating. We did, weren't even did exclusive. You, did you ask or did I tell you? No, I you just told me. Oh, okay. It was just in, in conversation, I have ADHD. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't really know a lot about it. So I personally went and did research on what it was. And then I could recognize when things were not me, but you. Now, here's the crazy part, <laughs> though. I hate, I hate when you're on ADHD medication. Mm -hmm. I can't fucking stand it. Yeah, because I am very social off. Mm -hmm. But when I'm 
when I am on it, I'm very like focused on anything else other than. You know what you don't do when you're on ADHD meds? What? Cuddle. (laughs) (laughs) You laugh, but (laughs) there is a very fucking strike. Big (laughs) correlation between taking ADHD meds and dips in cuddles. It's it's a big significant statistical significance. It's okay. hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> so when He's he, so when the concerta bottle comes out, I'm like, fuck, I'm not getting any fucking snuggles <laughs> until he stops taking it. And the nice thing about ADHD meds is that their washout period is about 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So if you don't take it, I know in two days time, I'm going to get snuggles. So I'm like, yeah. it's just depressing for those two days. Um, ADHD can look in your relationship like the following. Please do not take these as all holds bar. These are some examples of what it might look like if one of the partners in the relationship has ADHD. Trouble remembering important dates, birthdays, anniversaries. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're laughing. Um, And understanding that that's okay. Dates are dates. And yes, it's important to remember that you got married, but it's also not necessarily important to say like, if you don't take me out for a wedding anniversary, we're getting divorced. We've been, we've been together 18 years. And the only reason I know my wife's birthday is because it's exactly 21 days before mine. That's fact. (laughs) And so when I know my, and I don't remember my parents' birthday, my sister, like if it wasn't for Ashley, if it was not for her, I would admit, and I do, like Ashley's like, hey, have you said happy birthday to your mom today? And Thanks I'm like, for reminding oh, it's my aunt's birthday oh, shit. today, Melanie. Yeah, thank you. Oh, happy oh, okay. birthday, Aunt Melanie. We there we right go. Uh, <laughs> difficulty focusing when your partner shares how their day goes, not because you're disinterested, not because you don't want to hear about their day, but because you might be thinking about the 900 other butterflies and squirrels and going to the beach that you want to Squirrel. do. Fatigue. So individuals with ADHD actually can have lulls in their mood. Um, ADHD can cause a lot of frustration and a lot of anger in people. uh, And that can actually drain somebody and cause a lot of fatigue. So they might feel like they're always on the move, always on the go, always have something to focus on, always have something to do. And then all of a sudden, when you want to do something, they're tired. They don't want to be social. They don't want to go out. And it can feel personal where you're like but you were just super jacked about stocks five minutes ago and i want to talk about this thing (laughs) now and you don't that is that is my wife's achilles heel (laughs) when i am really into something and she's not into it and then all of a sudden she's like she thinks to herself hey you know what i'm going to show some interest in my husband's interest and then she says hey let's talk about this and i'm like oh yeah I'm not into that not anymore. Into and I'm like, I fucking did research on the <laughs> so thing for you. So I mad. listened, I started listening to NPR's uh, business segment with um, David Brancaccio. Um, and I started listening to the hour long NPR stocks and business segment so that I could under fucking stand what he was talking about when he was talking about stocks. And finally one day I was like, Oh, Hey, did you hear that the stock market, the thing he's like, no, I'm, I don't really pay attention to that anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> her eye twitched, by the way, for the yeah. people that can't Kip. see her. Uh, another thing that can get in the way of relationships in ADHD is boredom when you go on dates. It's very difficult for an individual with ADHD to really pay attention to um, maybe if you're going on a boat tour, maybe if you're going on vacation and you want to go to a museum. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, Ashley, you're making me really feel like I have ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, 
<laughs> You're describing me like a lot right now. <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> uh, difficulty with cleanliness. Um, so maybe uh, they take off their clothes and they leave them somewhere. They forget to put them in the laundry basket, um, which is why it's really important to make sure that you communicate like, hey, all our shoes go here. This is your laundry basket. It's black or difficulty um, executing chores from start to finish is another really big issue here's, in relationships. Here's the question. So I did not write this list, honey. I you, promise. <laughs> if you don't have ADHD, why does it take you three weeks to do your laundry? I hate doing laundry. <laughs> I fucking hate laundry. I'll tell you right now. I can't. I will. The problem is I won't even start the laundry. Like I know that I have three weeks worth of laundry to do. Yeah. So I don't even want to start it. And then once I do start it, it's really fucking frustrating for me to finish it. But once <laughs> I put my mind to something, I'll fucking finish it. <laughs> Difficulty self-regulating emotions like anger, frustration, and impatience. So individuals with ADHD have poor impulse control, which means they have a difficult time um, regulating strong emotions. And that can be joy. It can be excitement. It can be stress. But more often than not, it shows up in what appears to be anger, frustration um, and emotional regulation in the form of like, I'm not getting my way or this isn't going the way I want it to or the way that I had planned it in my head. And it's difficult for the person with ADHD to accept the... Uh, the change or acclimate to the change. Instead, it's just an absolute like, well, fuck everything. Fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. It didn't go the way I wanted it to go. So fuck you and fuck them and fuck everybody. And I'm out of here. Peace. Like that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good impression of me, right? There. It's not you. <laughs> <laughs> not you. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you could see it. <laughs> oh my god. ADHD has nothing to do with your level of intelligence. It has nothing to do with your level of success, ADHD can actually be a benefit in a lot of people's relationships. People who are in relationships with someone who has ADHD tend to say um, that they are more exciting, mm -hmm. more adventurous. They're usually willing to go on impromptu dates more than like something that's planned. And also because ADHD and sex are linked, individuals with ADHD are actually reported to be better lovers because they are more in tune with their sexuality. A lot of individuals with ADHD have hypersexuality, meaning they actually have a higher libido than the normal population. Um, so sex is something that they're always typically willing like and down for in a relationship, but they're also willing to try new things in a relationship and in the bedroom as well, which can create a more, uh, a greater sense of novelty. Um, and being more adventurous in the bedroom is always, always a fun, fun way to keep your relationship alive and fresh. So how do you help strengthen a relationship with someone who has ADHD? So remember that your relationship as a partnered couple is the most important. So put your relationship above everything and everyone else. Be patient with your partner. Find ways to give positive feedback and concentrate on their strengths. Learn to differentiate between facts and feelings. So you may have gotten your feelings hurt by someone with ADHD, but remember that your feelings aren't facts. Um, that is a huge point to remember in any situation with or without a partner who has ADHD. Feelings don't equal facts. And just because there's an emotionally charged moment where your partner forgot your birthday and then you brought it up and now that they're embarrassed. A, that is like a, that is like something like those are words to live by. Thank you. Emotions are not facts. You know who told me that? Who? My therapist. Oh, wow. 
That's a great unofficial sponsor. sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Therapy. Therapy. <laughs> My lovely Dr. Madrigal. Thank you very much, Dr. Madrigal. Um, so my therapist, just side note, she calls herself Dr. Phil. Oh, God. Because her name is Phyllis. Oh, cute. Uh, okay, yeah. that's adorable, yeah. actually. I so, love that. But yeah. your Dr. Phil actually has a PhD. Yes. And is actually helpful. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some Fuck people that. don't realize that Dr. <laughs> Phil is not actually he's a, doctor not a doctor of anything. Actually, he's a doctor of bullshit. Yeah, he's a yeah. doctor of bullshit. Well, Fuck that guy. You know, he does it for the stats, but Fuck she does it I for do helping it for the stats people. too. But no, but like, you know, you know what I mean. I know. Yeah. Work on communication. <laughs> so work on communicating both in the bedroom and out of the bedroom, asking about their day, at, reminding them to slow down, reminding them patiently um, about things that they have agreed to do, keeping a, a visible calendar in the house with dates and times and things written down on it, sending them gentle reminders about certain like like street sweeping. I have a reminder on my phone. Ashley is a fucking saint when it comes to all of these things that she's mentioning right now. Because sometimes over the course of a relationship, I realize I'm like, how does she fucking put up with my shit? Because <laughs> you put up with my shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it, there are things that I forget or I don't realize that I definitely do not do on purpose. And she gives me these little subtle reminders Hey, by the way, it's street sweeping day. Street sweeping. Aww. <laughs> Just because I know. And That's part of being in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Ashley, you're a saint. Thank you. Wifey. Oh, did we get that 3, on film? Because I would very much like to have that on a, uh, <laughs> yeah, right on a clip forever. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, over 400 people were surveyed who were married to someone with ADHD. And they reported overwhelmingly that their mates were more energetic, spontaneous, creative, and kind, engaged, and hand on pa- hand on, hands-on parents, and that they had a great sense of humor. Another ep- uh, survey found that individuals who were married to somebody with ADHD found that their sex life lives were more varied and exciting than those of couples who did not have a partner with ADHD. So some positives to note there. ADHD and sex, these results are going to vary widely. Some people with ADHD report that focusing during sex is a big challenge. So staying present in the moment while you're having sex, staying engaged with the act that you're doing. Um, Yes, ma'am. I have a question. Um, so how, you might get into this, but how does that affect females like receiving an orgasm? Because females already get distracted. so distracted right. with how do I, how am I tasting? How am I smelling? Like right. all of that. So women with ADHD actually report less sexual satisfaction than men with ADHD. And I think that it goes to that point of, females are already super hyper vigilant when it comes to how they look, how they smell, how they taste, how they sound, what, how fast, how, what the time, everything that's going on in the, do I look good? Am I sucking my stomach in? Do my tits look okay? Did I shave? Fuck. Did I shave my leg? Did I shave my, I forgot one armpit. Am I wearing deodorant? We're already distracted. So add ADHD into the mix. (laughs) And then you're like, where's my cat? (laughs) What time is dinner? I do that. Right. 
I know. Stop. You're literally, stop it. It's all right. I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty fucking laser focused in bed, though. So that is literally what another study said, <laughs> that a different type of ADHD, because there's multiple types of okay. ADHD. When an individual is focused on a specific activity, they can be hyper-focused on it. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. happens not just in the bedroom. This actually happens in life in general. So hyper-focused to the point where it is upsetting to their partner. Like, I'm so focused on this this activity that I'm doing right now that if you talk to me, I'm going to be angry with you. Like they can't even take a pause or a breath. So in the moment they can be so hyper-focused on sex that they lose sight of whether or not their partner is enjoying themselves. And that can absolutely happen during sex with someone with ADHD. Another instance that needs to be uh, reported is that people with ADHD are actually uh, known to be hypersexual and engage in more sexually impulsive behaviors. Um, So they are more likely to have STIs. They're more likely to have multiple sex partners and they are more likely to have sex with individuals that they do not know. I'm going to take a quick second to remind everyone who's listening, um, because I can see Robert Maine's face right now. We are at Four Sons, and they have amazing pinball machines, right? They've got this rack, this rack of like 20 They're pinball. They're all about to go off. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we're all They're about to play. In. We're all about to play pinball right now. So <laughs> the pinball wizard is. Do you want to turn on Tommy, uh, the pinball wizard by Pink Floyd real quick? <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> want to try that one again? The pinball Pink Floyd. It's not Pink Floyd? Wait, no. Yeah. 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 Pinball Wizard. Is the Who. The there, you go. there you go. Oh, there you go. Wow. <laughs> Way to school me on that. People with ADHD They're both weird bands. tend to have yeah. a higher libido and want to have sex more frequently than their partners. They also, it is reported, use pornography four times more likely than individuals who do not have ADHD. On the other hand, people with ADHD who use medication for ADHD will notice their sex drive decrease significantly when on medications. Husband Kevin Weller, do you find this to be true? Oh, man. I don't know. Um... Dead air. I don't think so because uh, I've been not regularly taking my Concerta for, I don't know, a few months. Mm-hmm. And I don't. When you're on the Concerta, do you notice less sex drive? No, not that I can think do of. Do you notice difficulty orgasming when you're on Concerta? No. Okay. Hypersensitivity to mood can also impact sex drive. And people with ADHD tend to have also comorbid depression as well as the possibility of comorbid bipolar disorder. Um, and so that can also get in the way of an individual enjoying sexual relationships with their partners. The desire for risky sexual behavior is higher among ADHD people as well, but it is important to remember that these are not universal truths. Just because someone has ADHD does not mean they're going to be riskier sex partners, does not mean that they are into kinkier shit, and does not mean that they have a higher libido than you. What this does mean is that you need to speak to your partner about sex. And you should be... Well, yeah. Yeah. You should be doing that regardless of a diagnosis, mental health or otherwise. You should be talking to your partner about what kind of sex they like, about the frequency of the sex that they want, about the type of sex that they enjoy having. Speaking to your partner about sex is going to go miles when it comes to to ensuring that your sexual relationship and your romantic relationship is at its pinnacle. 
You also need. Yeah. I have a question. Yes. What did you just call me Professor Weller? Yeah. I'm going to close your mic down. Which (laughs) 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 Which I never called you. No, you never did. Always called you Ashley. Always. Always. (laughs) Even even when you were actually my professor. I know. (laughs) Everyone's always like, what are we supposed to call you? I'm like, call whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. My name is Ashley. Call me Ashley. You can call me Professor. There's so many people who are like, Professor Weller. I'm like, sure. I've had people send me emails, Dr. Weller. I'm like, nope, nope. 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 I'm going to need you to not call me that. I'm going to need you to back off that one because I'm not a doctor in any way, shape, or form. And I feel like a fucking fraud so <laughs> yes professor weller here and at your service how can i help you what happens when two people with adhd have sex a nitrogen bomb goes off oh no i'm just kidding no. when two people with adhd are in a relationship communication just needs to be at an all-time high because adhd can look different like i said between men and women adhd can also be different in our attachment styles and the way that we like to be loved. It can also be different if you're on medication or off medication. Are you on a stimulant-based medication or are you on Wellbutrin for your ADHD? Being on Wellbutrin is an antidepressant can cause lower sex drive, whereas someone who's on Adderall might have a higher sex drive. So if two people have ADHD and are in a relationship, they absolutely need to communicate their symptoms. They need to communicate their flaws, their weaknesses, their strengths, what they're good at, what they need to work on. And they need to figure out some sort of system for stating like, hey, I'm in a really hyper-focused uh, t- like brain mode right now. Okay, good. Well, I'm really flighty and I'm going to be forgetful of things. And maybe they can actually work on some tools together to navigate through each other's highs and lows. Because with ADHD will come really high focused moments and then really low scattered moments. And you also need to be able within yourself as someone who has ADHD to recognize these different patterns within your mental health issues and to be able to say out loud, hey, I'm feeling really scattered today or I'm feeling really forgetful this week or I'm sorry if I'm short with you today. Like I've been feeling really... um, disassociated from from I'm feeling really frustrated today with things and it has nothing to do with you this is all me and my ADHD or me and my my brain like please understand this is not you also lessening distractions during sex darkening the room um, keeping sex in a place that maybe is consistent so that there's more uh, regularity between the what types of sex you're having and how you're having sex because the more distractions there are like having sex in a parking garage having sex on the beach having sex in a hotel room. All of these places are new and novel, and so an individual with ADHD is going to find them even more distracting than the person who doesn't have ADHD. Does that make sense? Right Absolutely. now, my distraction level is at an all-time high. I bet. You know what's funny is because of these. <laughs> the I can see all. Machines. I can see all three of you. Like I'm fucking lasered. Right. Dial the fuck in. And all that all I three can of think, you have stopped talking. All, all I can think is these fucking guys playing this pinball machine in a bar how dare that how dare you have fun (laughs) how dare you play the pinball machines that are given to you by the bar that we invaded i'm not talking because i'm trying to fucking edit this i know you are (laughs) he's he's turning us he's turning us up and down so that you're saying the same behind the scenes you too i'm trying to He's trying to do you a dance. You guys aren't talking. I'm trying to. So. He's trying okay. to. It seems like your microphone's on off. There's a reason. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it, dude. So 
understanding yourself uh, with ADHD, understanding your diagnosis, doing some research. Like I said, when you told me you had ADHD, the first thing I did was look it up. I want to know what this fucking shit is. I want to know how it affects relationship. I want to know how it affects you as a person. I want to know the difficulties that you face. I want to know how I can be a good partner to you. Um, what can I do? What can I do as a person? <coughs> to make your life easier. And also how can I express to you when I'm frustrated, right? And those are excellent tools in any relationship. But when someone has a mental health condition and they're your partner, you need to do more as a person than, uh, than you think. And relationships are not easy. They're not supposed to be easy. You're not supposed to have a, a, an easy breezy time in a relationship. These are the things that you have agreed to be. You have agreed to be a spouse, a therapist, a lover, a friend. You've agreed to be a police officer. You've agreed to be uh, the bullshit caller. So making sure that you are able to say, hey, I felt really neglected today um, because I noticed that you were really focused on a task and I tried to ask you a question about it and you dismissed me. And it would be really great if you could involve me in that in the future. Or knowing yourself and saying, I have ADHD and today I'm feeling really distracted. Maybe I should turn towards my partner and make sure and check in with them uh, and make sure I haven't done anything um, that could have come across as rude or dismissive or disruptive in their daily life. Kevin set a reminder on his phone and people think it's so stupid. They think that I did it. They think that I set this fucking reminder, but it says, uh, what does it say? Um... Which one are you talking you about? You don't have to point at me. I'm looking well, at you. Well, no, I, I, I noticed my mic was off a couple times when I... Yeah, a couple... Was, it's it's I fine. Just wanted to make sure. What does the reminder say? The one that goes off at 12 o'clock every day? Love, Ashley, or... Get wrecked. Get wrecked. It's, no. Yeah, it means... Uh, it says... Um, you wrote it, though. Tell Ashley you love her or ask yeah. Ashley how she is or something like that. Oh, no, that that one. Yeah. 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 He wrote one that was like, make sure to ask Ashley how she is. Because yeah. I have anxiety. Yep. Really bad anxiety. Like... Like anxiety that I can't even verbalize. That's my anxiety. What I just did, right? Yeah, that was it's my. Constant. That it's was constant. That was my commitment to making sure that to my mental. Health. Yeah, to shoot you a text and be like, "Hey, how are you doing? How's your anxiety? How's your, day? How's your anxiety been? Because what's on your mind? As a person with anxiety, I can verbalize to him. I'm having a really anxious day. So if I check in with you more than often, it's because I'm I'm over here thinking you're dead. So you could just text me back like within five seconds. That would be super great. And him with ADHD, like he sees my text message and he might be in the middle of a work thing. So he has to really be extra mindful of saying, okay, I need to take a second and, and write my wife back and set this project aside. As difficult as that may feel in the moment, to pull yourself away from the task that you are exerting so much energy over and focus on your relationship. That I think is a key takeaway for people with ADHD in relationships. So there's, um, there's this thing now and, I, and um, on the app, uh, on messages for your iPhone, you can swipe and you can mark them as unread. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. That. So that's the newest feature. And so that could help severely wow. with that. I've so been waiting like, for them to do that. Me too. Forever. Because me I do that too. with emails all the time because I read it and I'm like, shit, I can't get back to this yes. right now. 
with text messages, I forget to write people Me back too. because I see it, and so then I'm like, yep. I can't answer this right yep. now. So if you swipe to the to the right, not the left, because the left not deletes the left, it. Not the left to the right. If you if swipe to the right on the newest it, update. That's you amazing. have to have the newest update, and I just figured this oh out. My. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> that is fucking phenomenal. I know, and I've been using it all I the just, time. I just redid our what yep. position super okay. group. I have oh. a terrible habit. Why don't you just turn it off? Why do you have to let the person know you read it? You can turn, just turn it off. No, no. So, well, it, no, no, so it still no, no. has a notification. So it still so has it's a like a reminder, like, oh, hey, box. I haven't read this. Exactly. I need to reread it and exactly. then send gotcha. something back to That's that person. That's what I do constantly because sometimes yes. I have a terrible yeah. habit of opening it. Okay, wait. I got to go back and respond, yep. and I never do. Well, that that just changed my world. Game Thank changer. You. You're welcome. Fucking That's great. Game changer. Yeah. So yeah. Now Ashley's going to be like, you have no fucking excuse. Now you have no fucking respond to me. So some research on ADHD and sex. Um, ADHD has does not appear to be associated with any delay or disturbances in puberty or sexual maturation. However, two separate studies conducted across four different countries found that individuals with ADHD have sex younger than those without ADHD. They actually also have more sex as youth than their youth counterparts without ADHD. And Girls with ADHD engaged in oral sex significantly younger and reported twice as many oral sex partners than their non-ADHD peers. In these same studies, individuals with ADHD had more sexually transmitted infections as teenagers, more pregnancies and teenage parenthoods than their non-ADHD counterparts, and... Emerging research in the past decade highlights a co-occurring occurrence of ADHD and hypersexuality in ADHD individuals. Almost one-fourth of men surveyed in a 4,000-person ADHD trial, 96% of these people met the criteria of, of hypersexuality individuals. 96% of them met the criteria for ADHD. So in a study done on hypersexual people, 96% of them met criteria for ADHD. I said 96 earlier. It's not that. I know, but... You did. I know. Uh, that's funny. However, individuals with ADHD who are older than the age of 25 who have not had children were less likely to become parents than their ADHD counterparts. How crazy is that? Wow. That's insane. I mean, it makes sense. I, I lost my virginity when I was 13. I know. <laughs> When I was reading this, I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like yep. my entire episode is about. <laughs> I could not wait. I'm like, dang, oh, I need to get it in like as soon get as possible. And then I got what was his name? Mini <laughs> <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Mark. Uh, an, an interesting also review of literature. A literature review is just a bunch of people looking at a bunch of separate studies over the course of uh, a few months. So this isn't one study. This is a literature review of ADHD and potential sexual problems indicated that subjects with ADHD report greater masturbation frequency less sexual satisfaction with partners, more sexual dysfunctions, and higher rates of pornography use than the general population. Which brings me back to my statistic of the day, oh which was... Did you have a uh, tip? Nah. Oh, okay. I was oh, waiting yeah. over here the whole time. I'm so sorry. I, I, I no, I had one, and then I just kind of 
barreled through it. My statistic of the day was how many individuals diagnosed with ADHD, what percentage of them have some sort of sexual problem? We had 27%, 75%, 96%. Actually, the research suggests 40% of men and women oh. wow. will have some sort of sexual problem in their lifetime. However, I loved that all of you came up with limitations to this. That made me super happy as a professor <laughs> yes. and as a psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, that you guys actually came up with uh, limitations, which was, how do you define sexual right. problem? Well, and I also am a psych minor. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, and, and limitations. Class twice. And limitations is one of my favorite <laughs> fucking things. Just I know. tell me why no, this research is. And isn't I told false. everybody in class I when know. I was a TA, I was like, "Fucking she focus." Loves limitations. I was like, "Fucking focus on this because yeah. seriously, she loves future research." <laughs> no, I did. I was like, also. Focus on future research. Focus on limited. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. You voice. You're so precious with your little sadness. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that's that this is your that, debut. That is I what know. happens when you party hard. That's what happens when you're party party. Well, party. I mean, technically, my first debut was my first episode. That's true. This is your first debut as Lil Turn, though. This is Lil Turn. Lil Turn. <laughs> this is Lil Turn's debut. Yeah. Now you're a part of it. And now if you change your voice, people aren't going to know who the fuck you are. So you actually have to lose your voice for the rest of your life. So, Shit. So every time you come on a podcast, just drink heavily and yell Scream the night before. So Scream at the top loud. of your lungs to yeah. shitty music. Fuck. Mm-hmm. It's fair. So I, it's called I'm, show prep. It's no. called, it's called <laughs> prep. Let's what professionals Come do. on. Just keep it consistent. Okay. Okay. All right. uh, it is very important to recognize that ADHD is such a broad, broad diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It affects genders differently, extremely differently. Yeah, because half the things that you have pointed out so far, I definitely agree that apply to me. But the other half, I'm like, no, yep. no, Wait, not that. Weird is that? And they're all applying to me. Numerous times. I've never <laughs> had ADHD. <laughs> And there are different types. There's attention deficit disorder. There's attention hyperactivity deficit See, because, disorder. Uh, yeah, I have ADHD the, with dyslexia. So I, oh my god, me! Oh, I have dyslexia too. Yeah, yeah, it's a big fat whammy. That yeah. is that's rough. Yeah, it is. And there's also the in, the inattentive do type. Do you switch numbers and letters? Yeah. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, that's dyslexia. yeah. It sucks. God damn it! I know. Yeah, I'll actually start a word. And I'll start with the second letter in the word. Like, I'll skip <laughs> yeah. the first right. letter. And I'm like, what, what the fuck just happened? I have dyslexia as well, which is very frustrating. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'll start writing a word and I'll write the second letter and I'll sometimes combine them into two. Oh, me too. Into the yeah. same letter. Yeah. So, like, a T and an H will be like the same oh. letter. And I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck me. Like, I'll read like four, 1400 is one, 1400 is 4100. Yeah. Right. Or write it that way. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's so actually I funny when I when I read numbers. it doesn't happen that way, but when I write it happens. I have more so, of the the writing dyslexia than I do the reading dyslexia. I got her both. I, I had the. I got my dyslexia fixed. Oh. Quotations around that because when I when I transfer or when I moved states, so when I was in Chicago at a Catholic private school, oh. who did not catch it. And I went to a public school well, in the middle of country. Just, but they can just pray that away, right? They oh, yeah. Absolutely. Pray away the dyslexia. Pray away the dyslexia. I, yeah. they didn't, that wasn't a real thing. No. Right. No. You, the so Lord then, is going to help no, you. Yeah. Yeah. So when I moved to Northern California, I hail had... Hail Satan. Yeah, hail Satan. <laughs> I literally said that in my text. I was like, hail Satan, my voice goes, comes back. <laughs> pray to Satan that my voice comes back. But how did they um, fix it? Yeah. So they fixed it by... I. So I was taking like a reading test. Okay. And I was behind because I couldn't fucking read. Mm. And 
I was, and it was an out loud test. So I had to sit there with a person and I had to read something out loud. Uh, and and the they pressure were like, is on. Oh, yeah. The pressure. Oh, the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was sitting there and I couldn't, I can't read for shit. I still can't. And I would take, they were like, okay, so your daughter has dyslexia. Um, so we're going to, so my dad has it too. Okay. And so my, uh, my teacher was like, okay, we're going to put her into this program and it's an online during school. I would have to be taken out of class and I'd go into this oh, computer room. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. So everyone's Literally. like, where the fuck is she going? going oh yeah. yeah. I'm going to, um, don't worry about the worst. Class. Don't worry about Everybody. it. Yeah. Don't worry. So, a special class. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'd go into this little room and they'd have me like do all of this stuff on a computer and apparently that fixed my dyslexia. No. But it didn't. <laughs> Negative. But it didn't, right? Negative. Ghost Not writer. really, no. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, it'll be there Sometimes forever. our brains just work faster than they're supposed to. I, yeah. will, I will say this. For people that have ADHD, ADD, dyslexia, the thing that you have to be focused on, if you can focus on it, <laughs> but the thing that will get you through it all is you, you come up with the coping, coping mechanisms. Yeah. Throughout your life. Yeah. And you get better at them. Adaptive behaviors. Right. So, right. Note taking, color coding. Yeah, exactly. I do a lot of that and I do a lot of ways. There's a lot of like uh, memory games that I play with myself, Mm -hmm. you know, in my thoughts to remember something. Like sometimes when it comes to numbers, I might have to say them like 5,000 times. Mm -hmm. If I'm just going to need to remember the, the, the number 3,541, I'll have to say that like. 20 times mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. and over and over Little again. Little like, nomen- like nomenclature games or like right. if you have to remember someone's like, uh, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> and those and those little things though, as stu- as sometimes they're stupid, but it's the way that you deal with, with the issues that ADD and dyslexia come with. Uh, you'll be okay. I think that life. mainly what people need to remember is that it's, it's, affecting a great percentage of the population. 15% of the population, the CDC is now estimating, that includes children and adults, mm-hmm. um, have some sort of ADHD diagnosis. And that doesn't include the people that are undiagnosed. Robert, you yeah. said that you feel like you have ADHD. Is there anything that I said resonate with oh, you? Everything. That's how there's, I feel There's too. a thing on, on Reddit that I've seen of, of like people talking about ADHD. And I'm like, oh, that's me. Oh, I do that. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I, I've heard a lot oh, of people, lot of per- <laughs> yeah. people throughout my lifetime have been like, I'm pretty sure I have fucking ADHD, but I've never been diagnosed. Right. And I, I was kind of the same with you, Kevin. I, I wasn't as bad a student in high school, but I was like a C plus average, like B yeah. minus. But when I got to college, I was like straight A's. Yeah. My God. It just like, See, this is me it's too. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Because I think a lot of the times, I mean, for me, I didn't apply myself and I didn't care. Mm-hmm. But when I would take my medication... All of a sudden, I cared, mm-hmm. and I got really good grade. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't have the medication; I just I did I it. Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. A lot of music classes; they're pretty easy. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 difficult for people to remember that this is something that probably affects a good third of the population, and you will probably or you have probably dated someone who has ADHD. Oh yeah, and understanding from a perspective of somebody who does not have ADHD, I've taken the tests. I don't have it. I, I can flit from one thing to the next. I can mm-hmm. stay focused. I can remember shit. I'm fine with all of those things. Bragger. I, I, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I have really horrible anxiety. I can go ahead and knock myself down a peg or two right there and let you know that I sometimes can't get out of bed in the morning because it fucking scares the shit out of me that the day... I. Anxiety is crippling for me. So I understand when a mental health issue is crippling... But I also understand how freeing and how helpful it is 
to discuss it and to talk about it and to yeah. talk about the things that are overwhelming for you and to tell your partner who's supposed to be your best friend, the person who's supposed to help you through the hard times, the mental health times, the, the sexual times, the fun times, the not fun times. Being present for that person and understanding how you can be one of the coping mechanisms for that individual. You can apply things to their daily life without being their mother, without being a nag, without being overbearing, but you need a partner who's going to be willing to accept that you're there to help them. You need a partner who's going to appreciate the fact that you say, hey, babe, it's Wednesday, it's street sweeping day. I'm Ash not nagging you. Ashley sends me itineraries, basically, in the morning. <laughs> with like times and dates and stuff like that and I appreciate them so much because I will look at the text and I'll be like oh fuck I don't remember any of these things needed to be done today I, so and then, I did it today when we woke up I said hey yeah. baby we need to plan out our day and he's like what do you mean and I'm like okay well I know you're probably going to want to go to the gym we also have a podcast to do and your mom wants you to come and help her do the things and we and we <laughs> we were leaving the, the gym and he was like, I didn't plan my day very well. And I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to come on the podcast if you want to go ahead and not Ashley, do that. Ashley is my planner. Thank God for her. She <laughs> is, again, a saint. Well, I, I appreciate the fact that I can tell you I'm anxious and you know exactly how to fix it. So I, yeah. it, it goes both ways. And it should. It should go both ways in yeah. a relationship. Absolutely. There should be... It, that ability to say to somebody, I'm in a really distracted headspace or I'm in a really anxious headspace and, and have your partner help you. And for the people that think that, you know, I mean, Ashley and I have been in a relationship for 18 years and uh, we didn't figure this out on day one or year one. No, or but we five. were honest at the right. beginning. And, and we've got definitely gone through ups and downs with figuring out how to cope with each other's um, mental health issues. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, we've gotten better at it and then worse and then better and yep. it's gone, you know, back and forth throughout time. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, it takes practice and yeah. it takes patience and it takes a little bit of effort. Um, but you know, it will make everything much better in your relationship if you actually. You can't do that with the guests. They, they will just stop talking. With AD, yeah, I, I know, know right? right? Especially I'm like, I'm all with ADHD. squirrel. Squirrel. Ooh, look at the squirrel. You can't do <laughs> that. That's why I just, well, without them knowing. So we're going to, we're we wrapping it up at this point. So I have, we. Oh, no, let's take a break. No, we're done. Okay. I mean, that's right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're done. done. Yeah, you're done. You're done. You're done. No, I don't have anything else to say about ADHD. That's like, that. literally, that's just what it is. Just communicate. Just make sure you communicate your mental health. Make sure you communicate your needs and your wants and your desires and and, and get through it. Make sure you fucking talk about what you need and, and how to um, help yourself. And make sure you go to therapy and make sure you take your medication. Yeah. Hashtag better help. I will say medication, if you're struggling and you have ADHD or you think you do and you're struggling at work or school, I mean, medication can be an absolute game changer. And yeah. I know a lot of people are very against taking substances like that, but I don't think I would have made it through. I know. I know. Yeah. It's, it's diff. Yeah. It's different for everybody. So make sure you, uh, make sure you go and talk to somebody, uh, get through it. Um, get help therapy. Uh, we're going to, yeah, wrap it up. Cause this pinball game is getting really, <laughs> really fucking intense right now. Really Jesus really Christ. There we go. Make sure you follow us at What's Your Position Podcast on Instagram. Uh, make sure you uh, send us an email. I've had so many people email us recently, and I super fucking appreciate it. Um, DM, send those emails. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. I respond to everybody. Anybody who emails me, anybody who sends me a DM, I will respond to you. Again, Faye and Kim, I really appreciate the suggestion for today's episode. I hope you guys love it. I hope you listen to it. I hope you took something away from it. Uh, thanks, little turn. We're glad to have you. Oh, you're yeah, so you welcome. Thanks for your insight, yes. husband Kevin Weller. We appreciate Love the uh, the the in, the insight of somebody with ADHD. Yeah. And thank you, Four Sons, uh, yeah. for letting us record here. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you, Roberto, for setting everything up because it yes, looks like you. a lot of shit to do. It's a lot of shit. Yeah, it's a lot of shit. Yep. <laughs> A lot of shit. Uh, make sure you check out our sponsors, Four Sons. Uh, make sure you hit us up on our link tree for any other sponsors that you want to check out with us. We love you so much, everybody. I hope you have a great fucking new year. Stay safe. Stay kind. Stay sexy. What's Your Position podcast represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for education and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of error. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy. that we are sold out this is fading but the band plays on now we're crying crying so let the velvet roll down down no heroes villains want to blame while the dead roses build the stage and the thrill the thrill is gone our debut was a masterpiece Our lines we read so perfectly But the show, it can't go on We used to have it all But now's our curtain call So hold for the applause Oh, 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 oh And wave out to the